0: Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today.
1: It's time for the drive's top four it. four.
2: That drive continues. Hour number two underway right here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear back with you. We send things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Tucker Harlan standing by in today's Top 4 at 4 brought to you by Volunteer Auto Group.
3: Tucker, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee transfer defensive end Tyler Barron has flipped his commitment from Ole Miss to Louisville. Both Barron and Vols transfer DB Tamarian McDonald had originally committed to Lane Kiffin but will now join fellow transfer DB Wesley Walker at Louisville.
2: Who who else went there? We had a we've got three guys at Louisville now, don't we? Yeah,
3: that's what I just said because uh, Baron just okay. transferred there. McDonald flipped earlier, and then Walker committed there originally. Wow, I wonder what's up with that.
2: I Guess uh, the grass isn't always greener.
3: Yeah, Grove Collective may not have enough to uh, sustain what they're bringing in, but they got a guy anyway. Well, it's interesting. None of these guys that
2: left Tennessee to right. go into the portal have gone to a place that you would say is on a higher tier
4: no i mean old miss maybe lateral at best yeah for them but but oh, nobody
2: well. ended up there
3: none of our did guys it, did
2: no did anybody stick with old miss Tucker?
3: no no these were the two that went there and i know slaughter transferred out in that cycle but he's at arkansas so no well,
4: that's right then we got Mincy's up there. At, all all this stuff going Kroger. on
2: with like uh, Derek Nix. I don't know if you saw that, or like yeah, he's, like that, so weird. And again, it's just no drama, Heupel, right? Uh, like all this stuff is happening at, at at Ole Miss and Auburn and Alabama and Florida, and it's just it must be fun for the talk radio host down there. But for uh, Tennessee, it's just business as usual, which is just the way Josh Heupel likes it. Yeah, I
4: imagine the uh, the fun bomb. Uh, Crazies are really handling things well this afternoon uh, as Alabama, the Alabama sheep. Tucker?
3: At number two, Alabama DB Caleb Downs has entered the transfer portal. Downs led the tide in tackles this season with 107 to go with three passes defended and a pair of interceptions. Early predictions suggest Downs will join former Alabama Corners coach Travaris Robinson at Georgia. Robinson has accepted the job in Athens as the defensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, he's sort of moved those guys around. I saw Muschamp is now moved to an analyst role at Georgia. So he was co-defensive coordinator last year, and now he's just an analyst, and they basically moved him there so they could get – Uh, T-Rob, as he's known in coaching circles, to coach the safeties there. So um, I don't think is going to have any fall off.
3: No. At number three, Alabama basketball coach Nate Oates has received a public reprimand from the Southeastern Conference for making physical contact with an opposing team student-athlete during Alabama's game against Missouri Tuesday night according to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Nate Oates' actions were unacceptable and violated the expectations for conduct and sportsmanship as established by the membership of the SEC, Sankey said. Under no circumstances should a coach make intentional contact with student-athlete on an opposing team. Now, what happened? I I missed this one. Well,
4: that's while you were asleep, yeah. Um, Nate Oates shoved a Missouri player. He did indeed. Granted he was a Missouri player. I mean that game got awfully chippy at times. Um he was kinda down uh in front of the Alabama bench and the guy from Missouri may have been talking, but uh he gave him a push. Hmm. The referee was standing right there. I mean, he should have been teed up immediately. Mm. I mean, you can't put your hands on another team's in on any of these kids. Coaches shouldn't put their hands on players, period. I mean that's just just in the sixties or seventies, like Penny anymore. was doing with uh, with Bone. Remember, he's just kind of shoving him to our yeah. sides, like, dude. Yeah, I mean, if in if somebody commented, you know, he, you, you pick the wrong player to do that to, and somebody that eh, I don't know may not have really good impulse control. It it could have gotten, I mean, it could have gotten ugly sure. quick. So, I mean, I know we've had some guys that have come through here, uh, going all the way back to the, you know. As far as me, just watching it you know, mid-80s on, that, they would have dotted his eyes and crossed his teeth. Carlos Groves.
2: Yeah, yeah. It could. It,
4: Tony Harris. Put your hands on the wrong dude, that's for sure. Yeah, you end up with two-piece and a biscuit coming back at you.
3: And finally, at number four, Jim Harbaugh completed his second interview in the NFL last night. He first interviewed with the L.A. Chargers and then last night with the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons have now talked to both Harbaugh and Bill Belichick.
2: Hmm. Well, the Fal- Falcons aren't messing around. They're not going the young up and comer. road. trying not to, anyway. No,
4: you, you like how they're announcing who their hires are? Or who they're, or interviewing. Who they're interviewing? Well, everybody does that now.
2: Do they? Yeah. Oh. Huh. It's like the, the Titans today announced that they're doing a follow-up interview with Brian Callahan in person. But I, I don't know if... Is that like a league mandate? Did the league say they have to do that? They have to announce
4: these things. But
2: yeah, they, I have no they, idea. They started doing it last year. It's
4: kind of weird. I know that the the Patriots introduced Gerard today.
2: If I mean, if you are Belichick or Harbaugh, boy, uh, you know that Atlanta. I mean, they've got some nice pieces there. You've got a quarterback. How are you going to get me a quarterback? That's that's my question. If I'm them,
4: that's why I think the Chargers are. Is so uh, attractive because they've got a quarterback. Yeah, they got a lot of pieces along with it. Good stuff, Tucker. Appreciate you. We
2: are live this afternoon at Volunteer Auto Group. Uh, Brew McCoy on the drive. Bear, what did you learn?
4: Uh, Super nice guy. Yep. Not as tall as I thought he was going to be. You think you could tackle him? Hell no! We, I think we could go up, out here. The, yeah. the last
2: time you tried to come out of Jamie Edie's place of business, don't, don't when it was start. icy. Don't start <laughs>
4: that went poorly, and, as I and, recall. And former or uh, VFL, uh, my my buddy Marcellus, can it? He was a witness to it and saw it. No, I I don't think I, I think that would end with me getting loaded Crucked. in a Life Star <laughs> and taking a UT on on life support. So, um. He's he's a big dude. Yeah, he's put together well, man. Great to. It uh, sounds
2: like he's
4: what was the other cool really thing? Well. Uh, I didn't realize he was Bloodbath McGrath's roommate. Yeah, how about that. And that was pretty cool. When you asked him about the play, that you know, without him, we don't ever get to kick that field goal. Yeah. And that was a hell of a catch, Shoot Contested in traffic, oh, yeah, had went, to go up, uh, and climb the ladder. Yeah, no, no one. He's going to get, you know, just absolutely clobbered. And still came down with it and got up and got the ball to the ref. And we got the, I guess we got the timeout called. But, you know, uh, it says a lot about Brew that, that that wasn't his most memorable moment from the game is him making that, you know, we don't beat him without that catch. But for him, it was, you know, his roommate making the kick that actually beat him, which was cool. So I don't know. I'm so happy he's coming back, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he's he's looking good too on the road to recovery. Let's get back to the phones here. We got Mark Nagy standing by, Tdot community relations officer, former TV personality, award-winning author, all-around good dude. Uh, Fantasy league commissioner, Mark. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Hey, man, we're doing well. Just trying to stay warm out here at Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. Uh, the roads out there pretty tur- what. Treacherous, as I'm sure you're well aware, probably more so than maybe anybody in East Tennessee right now, Mark Nagy. Tell us a little bit. What is your job? What is your life like the past couple of days?
5: Uh, you know, it's a lot of talking. Uh, okay. You know, I, on Monday, especially, I took a lot of pictures and videos of our crews, our TDOT crews working, and uh, did a bunch of that yesterday as well. Uh, but I've got the easiest job at TDOT. When it comes to winter weather, it's the 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 men and women that are operating our salt trucks and brine trucks and getting out there and doing extremely important work and extremely dangerous work for hours and hours and hours. And uh, they're the ones that should be commended. Uh, I mean, anybody who's driving on the interstates today compared to two days ago, yeah. it is, you know, literally night and day difference.
2: No, man, uh, that speaks a lot to the organization of what you guys do, the manpower and all that. I would imagine technological advances playing a, play a lot in it because this is the most snow and ice we have had in years here, Mark. And it, it feels like you guys uh, were able to get it cleaned up really quickly to the point where we can go out and do stuff. I, I feel like if this happened 10, 20 years ago, we'd all still be sitting at home right now.
5: Well, I mean, I wasn't here in 93. I moved I was here in school 94, 96 and I moved back in 01, been here ever since. But, you know, the the folks who've been here for the past 3 decades have kind of said that this is, you know, the the closest comparison basically that we've had to the blizzard of 93 and I think it makes sense because what we really had on Monday especially was that it was it was falling in the afternoon and it just kept on coming. At a rapid pace too and you had a bunch of folks i think that still felt oh okay i can still drive and i'll be okay and they ended up you know not being okay you know they're trying to get home from work and what would be a, normally a 20-minute drive might have taken about an hour and a half so um yeah i mean we don't see a lot of this we really don't it, it reminded me to be honestly my watertown new york days of being up there and knowing you could get eight ten inches of snow uh, you know, any time from November until April. So, um, I do know that there's, we still have, our crews are still working on state routes and some of those secondary state routes, um, where you still get a lot of ice and snow. We, it's cold, but we've had the sun out a lot today. So I think that has helped in terms of trying to get some of the the snow and and ice to, to melt down. But, um, you know we're 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 still trucking along i mean we're supposed to even get a little bit of freezing rain in the forecast coming up so uh, we're not out of the woods just yet
2: i like how whenever something like this happens mark everybody becomes an amateur meteorologist you know that guy pumping gas next to you at the station is like oh yeah well uh, what what happens is when it gets cold uh the the water freezes and then you got ice on so it's like oh yeah Thank, thanks, Todd Howell. I appreciate that. Where did you come up with that one, genius? But everybody's got their advice on on what you should do and what you what you shouldn't do. That's why we come straight to the professional, Mark Nagy, and get him on the show.
5: Well, look, Todd Howell, Ken Weathers, uh, Heather Haley, and, and all the other Knoxville area meteorologists—they're the ones who really actually know what they're talking about. Um, I, I we monitor weather forecasts just like everyone else. Um, you know, we look at National Weather Service and. You know, I was on the Weather Channel the other day talking, and, and there's sometimes, no matter how much preparation uh, that you're going to do, you don't really it, – it's like a game plan for, for a football game. You know, it's like you don't really know until you actually take play, until the game actually takes place. What's the, what's the old Mike Tyson line? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Um, you yeah. know, and I, sometimes I kind of feel the same way when it, when it comes to a winter weather event because we don't, we don't get things like we've had uh, the past couple of days, but this doesn't happen very often here in East Tennessee. And I think that, uh, I think our folks have done a really good job. Um, you know, we prepare for it all year round, even if we end up having mild winters and quite often we have mild winters, but it's, it's better to have your equipment ready to go, have your manpower ready to go, have your supplies ready to go. It's much better to have that happen than to be in a situation where you get eight inches of snow and you don't know what to do.
2: Uh, it's uh, you know you got some good people over there Dot, some smart people you don't have anybody like that genius who asked Todd Bowles yesterday Mark uh, if, how they were preparing for the cold weather in Detroit when the Bucks go up to play the Lions this week
5: I I, I saw that clip and my <laughs> first and my first thought was okay that's the, the that's absolutely insane and I've been I've been reading a little social media stuff about it and somebody brought out cause 'Cause nobody's going to like say, okay, this was, you know, James Smith of whatever T V station. If if that was a news reporter that knows nothing about sports and they had to throw them out there because they needed the manpower and they need somebody to ask a question, that I, I kinda understand because they're they're not used to it. They don't they don't watch football. They don't know that Detroit has had a dome for forty years. You know, they don't know any of these type things. So, so I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Now, if this was an actual sportscaster and they thought, "Oh, I got a great question coming up," then that is inexcusable. But I'm hope, especially in an NFL market, uh, you know the teams that play inside, you know who who those that don't. Um, but I I would I would hope that it was somebody that they were just throwing out there to, you know, to, to because they're short staffed. That's my hope because it was an actual sportscaster asking that question. Well, then we got, (laughs) they got, they got some serious problems.
2: That's the hope. You know, they, they, that game was Monday. So presumably if, if it is a sports reporter, even if you didn't know that, let's just say somehow it got by you that Detroit has not played in a dome since the Carter administration.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) Even, even if you don't know that, they played a game the night before, and you're, right. that, that like presumably we've seen highlights of. Anyway, how how cool is it, Mark, that Detroit gets to host another game in that atmosphere? They're a legitimate Super Bowl contender in my book. No,
5: absolutely. Um, and, and think about it. That's only their second playoff the, their playoff game win over the Rams. That's only their second playoff game win since the late 1950s. If you're a Lions fan, if you're a longtime Lions fan. Uh, you know, let's say you're a kid born in 1950. You have seen your team win a single playoff game one time in 73 years. Uh, I mean, that's absolutely crazy. I think it's great. I I think, I think that the NFL does such a great job. It does not matter what teams end up in the postseason making deep runs, whatever it is. There's a reason to care about them. And I, I think for the, for the Detroit folks, I think it's wonderful. I think, you know, they, they've got a pretty nice run. You know, they, they just won the national title in college football up in Ann Arbor, not not that far from Detroit. Um, the, the Lions obviously are doing good. The Red Wings are improved. We don't have to talk about the Pistons. The Pistons are historically <laughs> bad. You but, can't uh, have it all.
4: Lions,
5: you can't have it all. For the Lions, I think it's great. And, you know, their coach, Campbell, he was a bit of a laughingstock when he first took that gig. But, uh, you know, that guy can coach. And a uh, team plays hard for him, too.
2: Mark Nagy with us this afternoon on the program. If you're Jim Harbaugh up there, Mark, and uh, say you get offered the Chargers job, and it sounds like he's in a negotiation with Michigan as well, he might get a deal that like you can't even fire him even if he gets caught with NCAA violations. I mean, if you're Michigan, what are you going to do, man? Like you, you either keep that guy or you you go into the the unknown, which hasn't worked out well for them. In years past, but if you're Harbaugh Nagy, what do you do? Do you try and get that Chargers job, or do you stay where you are and try and defend your title?
5: Well, if we're going with the the Pete Carroll philosophy, knowing that the NCAA is you know going to come knock down your door, well then you immediately leave. I mean that's what he did at Southern Cal, and that started the whole you know a bunch of different things happened after that. Um, I mean he was his idea was to was to bring his alma mater a national championship. And it took a while and uh, you had the whole Connor Stallions thing, maybe that played a role, but uh, he got that job that done. Um he's still sixty, uh sixty years old or you're sixty years old. He's still got a lot of um, you know, coaching left in him it seems. And he was close in his previous time in the NFL. You know, he got San Francisco to a Super Bowl, got him to a Another NFC Championship game as well, um, you know. Maybe there's that that itch to to also succeed at that level. Um, you know, if I mean me, if if it was me, I would probably stay at the. Well, actually, if it was me, I would just take all my buyout money and retire, and no one would ever see me again. Um, but but if it was if if I was him, I I'd, I'd probably go. I mean, it's not going to get any better there at Michigan than what just happened. You always want to leave leave, leave on an up note, I guess.
2: Bear, you have a NFL question for Mark Nagy?
4: Yeah, Mark, how uh, how you doing, buddy, since, uh, you know, the game Bear, Sunday, Bear, whatever happened there? Bear, Bear, that was extremely condescending. I, I, oh. I, I, felt that, I felt that to be
5: extremely condescending. I, I'm okay, honestly, because as a Cowboys fan, <laughs> you're so used to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have – I was expecting this next week, uh, than the following week in the divisional round, to be honest with you. Um, but I had no illusions that this was a team that was going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, it just, it just the fact that they just got destroyed by a seven seed uh, was inexcusable. But, I mean, we we've all seen this movie before. Nothing will change with that organization until Jerry Jones steps down. It's that simple. I mean, they, you know, he... Thirty some years ago, decided that his ego mattered a lot more than the actual wins and losses, and the organization has not recovered since. The only two coaches that that Jerry Jones ever had that were willing to not be yes men were uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, and they have not done any. And they had the most success really with those guys. I know they won a title with Barry Switzer, but. That team was so loaded that they won a title despite Barry Switzer. So I, I, I just, I am um, as a Cowboy fan, I just know that this is what's going to happen. So it isn't like I'm allowing my heart to be broken when it's already in a dark place and not going to ever love again.
1: That very. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was that was so rude of you to bring that up, Bear. I can't believe you. Mark takes time out of his busy day. You yeah. understand how busy he is right now. He doesn't yeah. expect to come onto our show only to have you taunt him. I wasn't taunting him. Oh, you you, were at, you you wanted to know how he was doing.
4: I wanted to know how he was coping with the fact that you know Dallas kind of no. crapped the bed Sunday. No, no ran I ran out of I, there I, by seven. I, seven. I, wow. I, wow. I'm, I'm used I, to I, it. I have I have no
5: no. Uh, illusions that this team is going to ever get to an NFC championship game. If they ever do again, great, but I don't ever expect it
2: mark uh, we appreciate i apologize on behalf of bear i can't control him i cannot contain him uh, but we appreciate you and all the hard work you and everyone at t is doing getting us mobile again getting us out there and getting the transportation game running again here in east tennessee thanks for all your hard work and uh and your entire group over there at t and all the folks who are making things happen this week here in east tennessee we will do it again soon mark appreciate you my friend
5: Russell, Bear, great talking to you guys. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Mark Nagy from TDOT making his presence felt this afternoon on the program. He says Jim Harbaugh should go. Oh, yeah. To the NFL. Go, Coach Justin Herbert. I wish he was coming to Coach Will Levis. Quick timeout. The drive continues live this afternoon. We're at Volunteer Auto Group, 1501 Callahan Drive in West Knoxville, Brew McCoy is here. Uh, His event, uh, they'll probably bring him out, let you meet him if you came out now, but uh, scheduled to start at 5 p.m. Yeah, here at Volunteer Auto Group. So come on out and see us on Callahan Road in North Knoxville. Back with more right after this. The Drive is your home's exterior in need. Radio, the drive continues live from Volunteer Auto Group, Callahan Drive in North Knoxville, where Brew McCoy is hanging out with us and uh, we will be signing autographs, kissing babies, taking pictures, all that stuff at 5 p.m. So come on out and meet Brew. Tell him Fan Run sent you. Mark Nagy, T Dot, Bear, what did you learn?
4: He's still a little bit salty about Sunday's result with the Cowboys. So
2: <laughs> that's uh, the entire takeaway. Of that conversation,
4: uh, that the bit. yeoman's
2: work, the folks at Tdot are doing, trying to get well, our yeah, I mean, roads clear.
4: That I mean, that's who your go-to guy in inclement weather is always going to be. He's got two accounts; uh, he's got his official one with with Tdot, um, and then you know his personal one. But he's a great follow on Twitter. Usually, really funny. Uh, he's always got some really funny observations about. Uh, just different things going on. He's, he's got a couple of funny ones about Alabama. He's a pretty clever guy. Funny.
2: <laughs> ha ha funny.
4: He's here yeah. to amuse you. <laughs> no. Let's get yeah. make you laugh out loud when you read his tweets. Chris is
2: here hopefully to amuse us. Good afternoon, Chris. You're on the drive. It's fan run radio.
1: All <clears throat> oh, these Bama tears are glorious. <laughs> you like it? They have not been they have not been this upset since the price of cigarettes went up.
2: Oh, Chris has got jokes, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Mr. Joke Man. But yeah, you were talking about the basketball. I mean, the shooting guard to me has to be Kevin Punter. That was 22 points a game his senior year. Did he really?
4: Yeah, before he – yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I know I'm biased about uh, Jordy. But he, I don't know. Did KP have a cup of coffee in the NBA? I don't think so. I think he went straight to Europe. He played at a high level in Europe. But remember he had that weird, did he have the same thing Lamonte had, that compart, compartment problem in his, with his shoulder blade? or?
2: I don't know. I, all I know is he, he put us on his shoulders. Maybe that's what hurt it. Um, that first year of the Barnes era. But yeah, he's he's a good one. Hard hard to leave him off. Is is that it, though, Chris? Is it uh, the all Barnes team? Is it Connect, Admiral, Grant, KP, and Kennedy Chandler?
1: I would think so, unless you put Bone above Chandler. But I mean, Chandler was better. Bone was on a better team, but good as he was. I think so. I think so. But yeah, this season's going to be fun. Baseball starts less than a month, so. 30 days. Yeah, it's going to be fun, so. But, yeah, it's nice getting Brew on there, so, I mean, regardless, you know, he's going to go down as a legend just because that one catch versus
2: Alabama. Oh, like man. he had some big Giants. ones, man. The bomb he caught right. against Pitt, uh, that outburst he had where he's just running over, dude, to LSU. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had some good moments. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun that
4: day watching him just mow those people. The mows over <laughs> Those guys I mean, down. remember
2: those, but I mean, that catch versus Bama when you hadn't beat him in 15
4: years. Yeah.
2: You know, had a work touchdown work. in the back of the end zone against Clemson. Also, had there was one ball he caught against Clemson where he squared up that defender. The defender thought he was
4: going to try and run around him, and he no. ran right through him. He got trucked. <laughs> great. great. He got trucked, as they say in the business.
1: Truck stick. Right, well, I'm glad you guys were on today. It gives me something to do this afternoon when I can't get to work. So, have a good show. See you.
4: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate
2: you, my friend. Let's get Trey in here next. Trey, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio.
0: Russell, Tucker, the turtle. How are you guys doing today?
2: (laughs) Doing well. How are you, sir?
0: Good. I'm glad you guys finally decided to show up for work. I mean, it's like I I don't know what to do with myself from three to six every day.
4: Why don't you go by your four-wheel drive and come pick us up and get us to the station and nine inches of snow and we'll be on the air, Trey.
0: Well, Bear, there, there's this amazing thing called the Internet, and I don't know how in the world you guys can't pull pull off a show from home. I mean, I'm I'm partially working from home.
4: There has to be someone at the station. Drew. Well, that, that's what we did. We were
2: partially working from home when we did those spaces, which you called into, right?
0: I called into one of them. Did you do one yesterday? I didn't see the one yesterday. Yeah,
2: we did. We did. Oh, uh, spaces up, was I'm having some issues. Apparently, it was, we still are. Yeah, it was a... It was a whole thing, but we're back. You're very welcome. You're welcome, Trey, for us this being here.
0: Just, Bear, this is just because I love you guys so much. I don't know why you're getting, you know, hateful about this.
2: No, I'm not being hateful, Trey. That's just his <laughs> yeah. nature.
0: Uh apparently, but uh, is 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 Dalton connect the best best player Rick Barnes has ever had?
4: Mm, no,
0: the I mean Grant. Grant
2: Grant Williams was a two-time SEC player of the year and first round NBA draft pick. So he's got a lot to live up to, but I mean, he might be. We'll just have to see how the rest of the season plays along.
0: I mean, I, I'm just, it's just like, a, you know, I was just laughing. Like whenever I saw him shoot, yeah. I knew it was going in. Like it yeah. was almost like a crazy person. I mean, it was. I, it's just incredible, guys. I just haven't seen anything like that in, in in a minute. I mean, Grant was great from the inside, but Dalton literally, like any any spot on the floor, he can burn you. And uh, I just I, I just haven't seen a player like that that in Orange. And I mean, man, we cool. we're going to go as far Grant, as
4: the tournament Grant as was taken. virtually unstoppable. He didn't have to shoot threes. I mean, he he was almost unstoppable.
2: Call me. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. There's something more. It's it's just more fun watching a guard, though, right? It's more fun watching a guy shoot from the outside. And you know, you could probably make the argument that Grant was more valuable because you know, inside defense, rebounding, things like that. But just as far as pure entertainment value, oh yeah, like it's fun to watch a guy handle the ball, shoot it from deep, take it to the hoop, all the stuff that Dalton Connect is doing right now. He is a joy to watch.
6: He is.
0: He is. And it's, it's, it's going to be exciting, guys, because, you know, in Alabama rolls in here Saturday on um, Ken Palm, they've got the, uh, they the best offense uh, in the nation. but they got mm. the 64th best defense. So we're a little more balanced. We've got the second best defense and the 21st offense. So it's going to be a fun game. Uh, uh, I'm I'm leaning toward you know spedding the over, but it's it, it our, our defense for being second best in the country like it hasn't looked like it this year has it? I mean at least not to me.
2: At times, at, at times it's looked pretty good. I think we take it for granted just because we've seen it for so long now, and and how hard Barnes's guys play on defense, but. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think we get after it pretty well on that side of the court, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have to, man, because Alabama, since Oates has been there, I mean, he has always been able to get us discombobulated. Uh, they run all those screens and everything. They're passing it so fast. Next thing you know, I mean, it's open three-pointer attempts. Lots of shots at the rim. Adu is going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to be a rim protector down there. There for us, and we're gonna have to make shots, man. Alabama's good.
0: Yeah, I I agree. We need to we need to get that off the ball pressure. I mean, we're at our best when we can back teams out, you know, away from that three point line. And I know that takes a lot of energy and effort to do, but but we got to do that. But uh, you know, a chance for another huge win on Saturday, and just to keep this 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 hype train rolling, I'm I'm uh, I'm stoked. So anyway, love you guys. Stay safe out there, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll holler at
2: you tomorrow. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate you. Trey's ready to hurt again. Mm-hmm. He's putting himself out there. Mm-hmm. Why not? What are, what are you going to do? Just like be mad the entire basketball season because of what you think is going to happen at the end? Yeah, you can be like Polish Joe, for sure. Boy, I would forgotten about that guy. We ain't heard from him in ages. Things are going
4: too well. No, he's still better. I've, I've heard him uh, on another broadcast here in town, and uh, he's still playing all the hits, man. Rich Bruins.
2: Is it? Is he on, Tucker? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, he's here. His ears were burning? He's, he's listening to the show. He hears us call him out and immediately
3: calls in. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's on the line if you want to wow. talk to him. I don't know, do we? It's worth a try. <laughs> Is
4: it? I think so. Okay. Tucker's a huge fan of Pojo's.
2: Pojo, get in here. What's going on? Hello, gentlemen. Pojo. Are you ready to hurt again, Pojo? Are you going to put yourself out there with us? How we doing? I'm doing fine. How about you?
6: Been great. Besides being just locked in my dang house with this nonsense, man. I moved here to get away from this.
2: <laughs> Where did you live before? Chicago. Oh, huh. more accustomed to I've it up here. there for sure.
6: I've been here since I was seven, so you know I've been. I, I don't like this stuff, but it is what it is. Hey guys, I was listening to the all-time uh, Barnes team. Here we go. And uh, I got a couple thoughts here um, on how, m- how many how uh, many how many Final Fours would Dusty may have other than his one if he had that those those players. He's already got one.
2: How many Final Fours would he have if what?
6: If he was if he had the uh, Bruins athletes, all the great athletes that we've talked about that he's had. Just here in Who? Tennessee. Oh, at,
2: at once, like if he was coaching this all-Barnes team at once?
6: No, if he had all of these guys that Bruins has had the last nine Who? years. you think he's had Dusty May?
4: Oh. Who the hell is Dusty May? Is that the, the coach of FAU? FAU? Yeah. I don't know.
2: What about I Donnie? Mean, I think some guy had, had, a,
4: had a great year last year. I'm not knocking him, but uh, the head coach at FAU. With a, as soon as his name goes on about, a Hall of Fame basketball coach, Joe.
6: I think Donnie Tindall would have more than one final four with
4: those guys. Oh, hell no, he wouldn't. If he had, it would have been stripped by now. Of course he, uh,
2: hold on. No, wait, I mean, it's a stupid premise. Of course he would have had a hey final guys, four. I would have had a final you four were, if I'm coaching that team. If I'm coaching a team guys, with Dalton Connect, Admiral Grant, uh, Kennedy Chandler, Keon Springer, whoever on it, yeah. You're probably going to go pretty far in the NCAA tournament.
6: All right. Two more things here is um, how, how long do you guys going are we going to give it until uh, I'll say his name correct because I don't want to get flushed yet. It, how long is it going to be until Barnes starts feuding with Connect? Two three weeks?
2: Starts feuding with Connect. Why would he feud with Connect?
6: You'll see. He's going to take a bad shot or turn over, and next thing you know, he'll be sitting 11 minutes during a game. I mean, I, we've been through all this.
2: I don't think he's going to sit for 11 minutes of game time. If he takes a bad shot, yeah, he might get chewed out. It's called coaching.
4: Yeah, he took a bad shot last night towards the end of the game, and he got chewed, and he took it, and then he went back in immediately.
6: So so the one, you know, I, I the, the Barnes-All basketball team that he's had, his roster, you're forgetting one name. Who's that? Ryan Klein. Have a good day.
2: Thank you, Pojo. I mean, it's he's a sad, dark individual. Like, I I don't even know what that like means. No, we're not putting players that he played against on the All Barnes team. Oh.
4: Now now it just hit me. Klein's a kid from what, Purdue? Yeah. yeah, the one that couldn't miss. Yeah. Oh, That's just sad. Could you imagine going through life that miserable?
2: Demented deranged that's just
3: come on th- Joe, th- thank you life, for convincing
2: bro. me to take that call tucker i i really appreciate I- that i
3: wanted you to get it out of the way
2: before uh you we know, don't I- have to take the call at all get it out of the way we don't have to do that oh
3: he'd still be sitting there on the line uh, that's fine we don't have to take it this, wanted, is you. You wanted, this is on you this is on you tucker
4: harlan take, take some responsibility tucker you want a
3: more positive call
4: sure Let's
2: get Joshy Boy in here.
4: He's been waiting
2: patiently. Joshy Boy, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio.
3: What's up, guys?
2: How's it going?
7: Good. Uh, I want to make you guys laugh a little bit. Is that okay?
2: Please. I enjoy a good ha-ha as much as the next guy.
7: I think I want to slap myself and uh, jump into the freezing Tennessee River every time I hear Polo's show call because that man has... Nothing positive to say about Tennessee athletics.
4: He is the the king of the Negavals right now.
7: Yeah. So uh, that was a really good interview with uh, Brew, Russ, and Bear. I I really enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, so did we, man. He, he's very uh, engaging, polite. Um, you can tell it means something, you know, uh, to to play for the Vols, for him. Um, he loves the fan base, and you know, he he also he seems hungry to me. He seems hungry to yeah. get back out there. You can tell he missed not being a part of that bowl game with Nico, not being on the field for the Alabama game again this year. And I think he wants to experience all that, and you know, you want to improve your draft stock and all that stuff as well. But um, He's a guy who really seems to enjoy the game and playing here at Tennessee.
7: Yeah, I agree with that, Russ. So, uh, Tucker, who do you want as uh, the Toddens' next head coach? I'm kind of tied between uh, Swellick or uh, Ben Johnson from the Lions.
3: Yeah, you read my mind there, Joshy boy. Um, I I don't really like any of these other defensive names. If they get Brian Callahan, cool. He's an offensive mind. I'll take it. Um, I don't really want... Well, I mean, Harbaugh would be a fun hire, but I don't want, like, a Belichick or somebody that we know has been recycled.
7: Yeah. So uh, who was Davey Hudson saying he wanted on a VR Saturday?
2: Oh, uh, I don't remember. Who does Davey want for the Titans job? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think I mean, he's Bobby Sloic, I, Yeah, it? I think he's with us and Slowick and uh, the
4: guy at Detroit, Ben Johnson. Yeah. What about the guy from San Fran?
7: Shanahan.
4: You're
2: thinking of Slowick. Oh,
7: Slowick. We we
2: have yeah. this conversation every time, Bear. I thought Slowick was with Houston. Yeah, but he was from. Oh. He came with. D'Amico. D'Amico from San Fran. That's why yeah. it's confusing me. That's-
7: yeah, that's true. So, uh, Russ, do you think uh, J.P. Estrella has earned more, like, playing minutes after what we saw yesterday against
2: uh, Florida?
4: But I personally think we need to get him a lot more minutes, Joshy Boy, just because we're going to need him in the tournament. Mm-hmm.
2: Here's the Not thing. We, we, we say – and sure, yeah, I mean, we all like Estrella. You say he's earned more minute More minutes at the expense of who? Okay? You're going to take – because we're playing basically four guards now. So – you're going to be taking minutes away from Adu and Iwaka. Um, I'm taking so, away from
4: Awaka right now.
2: You know, how, how, how many minutes are we taking him away? I, I want to get him out there, but, you know, are we going to play two bigs? We did play Adu and Iwaka together at times yesterday. So maybe you, I think it just depends on the situation, you know, and, and where he's comfortable, where you feel comfortable putting him into the game. But yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely earning a role. Of the team, I would say.
7: Yeah. And uh, what was up uh, with uh, that last caller before Pojo? What was his name? Trey? Yeah, Trey saying there was uh, no no spaces. Come on, Trey. There was spaces Monday and Tuesday. What are you thinking? Trey? What what are he's, you doing?
2: Doing? He's, he's a known dollar, Joshua boy. Get, you, Trey, here's what happened with Trey. He... He just absolutely destroyed Jamie Utah, took away his confidence, swallowed his soul, and then he set his sights on Bear, and now he and Bear are feuding or whatever's going on
4: there. I don't feud with people. He's just not going to get a lot of air time if I got my finger on the button.
2: And he just thinks that uh, he can go around half-cocked, just you know, firing off at everyone, and, it, and he's feeling himself a little bit. So uh, he's, he's just taking on whoever's in front of him right now. He's on a roll. He's feeling it, and... He knows no mercy. Anything else, Joshy boy? He hung up. Oh, all right. I usually like to say goodbye, but uh, Hmm. you do you, Joshy boy. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200 if you want to chime in on the show today we are live today at volunteer auto group 1501 callahan drive where we are it's a beautiful day in east tennessee we're back with more right after this the drive
1: it's thursday night
2: Fan Run Radio, the drive continues live today, volunteer auto group, Callahan Drive, where we are this afternoon, doing the thing as the sun starts to set, and it's going to get
4: cold
2: again here in East Tennessee. We got down to about zero last night, we headed down there again
4: tonight. I don't know, probably pretty close to it. When I woke up, it was negative two this morning. Negative two. With a feels like of minus nine that's cold that you look around and
2: expect a bills game to break out or something
4: yeah do you like the buffalo confetti the how about my guy
2: out here with the short sleeves
4: some of these guys are like that
2: man i've seen guys out in short sleeves and I, I can't do it man no I i used to be able to when i was young but i'm layered up i got long johns on right now bro do you oh yeah oh no i've got a big long john guy
4: well i guess i've got an undershirt long-sleeved and then my Super nice fan run radio quarter zip, but now when I'm driving in weather like this, I always make sure I've got my I got my parka and pack boots in the car in case I have to walk.
2: So we are live from Volunteer autographs. See, yeah, a couple Tennessee fans coming in. I saw a guy bring in a helmet for Brew to sign.
4: Yeah, posters and a, stuff. There's a youngin' down there right now. That's cool. Yeah, those guys. I, I love the kids when they're. Uh, and I get to meet these guys.
2: We did not, we were not able to make our North Knox sighting and windows high school basketball player announcement, uh, high school basketball player of the week announcement on Monday. But I could tell you, and you might have already heard the ad, that it is the Austin East kid. Shane Cherry? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a dude, man. Led Fulton, or I'm sorry, Austin East, to its first win over Fulton since 2019. It went for 41, <laughs> and wow. the Roadrunners won 69 to 67 on the home floor of the defending state champions. And uh, I was watching some some highlights on uh, Jesse Smith. He posted, and that looked like a fun atmosphere over a at Fulton man. They had a packed gym, you know, guys standing oh, yeah. around down at the bottom because they can't find a seat and everything.
4: Yeah. That's a uh, that's one of the oldest and best basketball, be, excuse me, basketball rivalries in town. Is he committed somewhere,
2: Shane Cherry? I don't know. I know Tennessee kicked the tires on him. I don't. I don't
4: think. I think he's a. If I'm not mistaken, I think Shane's a B. Mays kid. Uh, I would be surprised yeah, if he ended up at UT. He's not committed on. Where's he ranked?
2: Seven. Is he top 100? Uh, he's not not ranked, not ranked, but showing Auburn, California, Penn State, Tennessee, Tennessee State as teams that are kicking the tires there. Only listed at five foot ten. Hmm. But he can play. He can play for sure. Yeah, he's really good. He's and really he is good at our, football too. He is our North Knox siding and windows high school basketball player of the week so congratulations to shane and the roadrunners program boy it was it was fun watching dalton connect go off last night Mm -hmm. how do you think you know because we we watched and obviously purdue and kansas are on a different level but he did this to North Carolina, and I'm just wondering what Purdue – because remember, they would just collapse in on him every time he tried to drive and he'd dribble off at his foot or something. Yeah. I mean, did, did, are we running something different offensively, or are teams just not watching that film? and they thinking they, they, they just not do
4: what Kansas and Purdue did to him? Everybody is saying that it, the sets we've been running are very similar to what Barnes ran at Texas when he had KD. Hmm. And it was just – it all would depend on who they were – who they had on him. I mean, if it's a, if it's a, a guard of a smaller statue stature, he's going to go to the rim. Yeah. And if it's a guy that matches up with him physically, he's going to stay outside. And that one shot, I, you probably didn't see it in the second half. I, I have no idea why that kid from Florida – I mean, he's in his range at the top of the key for a three-pointer. And the kid just dropped off of him, got backpedaled below, you know, behind the three-point line, and, and you do that with connect. You give him six, seven feet of open floor, and he's just going to stroke it. His best shot of the night was that wild-looking uh, pivot into the layup, where if he'd gone up initially, it would have gotten, oh yeah, would have gotten stuffed. That was oh, a really pretty move.
2: He had some nice dunks in the first half, where you know. It, doesn't hit the highlights because he's not hanging on the rim. Yeah. But uh, the first basket of the game, I think it was, when, when he had the put-back dunk. Yeah. Those are always pleasing. Yeah. And then he went, like, baseline once, and Ziegler hit him with a nice pass, and he did almost kind of like a little reverse flush right around the rim. Hey, him he, and He can
4: get up now. Yeah. Him and Ziegler are really locked in right now on offense. And uh, I'll tell you who else had a – I mean, it was a nasty six shot was – uh that left-handed, uh, almost a sky hook that Jonas threw down. I think that that maybe off
2: the s- glass. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Tim Duncan-esque. Man. Yeah,
4: I was like, oh, okay,
2: he can go left hand too. He's not left-handed, is he? Uh, I don't think that's so. That's so
4: hard to do. Yeah. Sh-
2: shooting left-handed
4: can from Connect distance? reminds you of Dan Marley, Thunder Dan. You remember okay. him?
2: Okay, okay, that's it. Oh yeah, I remember Thunder Dan. It's a pretty good comparison. It's a pretty good comp. You know, I I don't remember. I'm sure he was to have played in the NBA, but I don't remember Marley being that athletic. Like by the time the Suns were in that finals against the Bulls in '94, mm-hmm. whenever that was, like that was the end of his career. I remember, like he he had kind of de- settled into, to slow
4: down a little bit at that point.
2: Well, he had settled into being kind of a spot up jump shooter. Yeah because they had Barkley and Kevin Johnson, Cedric Zabalos, and those guys, and they didn't need him to go one-on-one a lot. But you left him open, it was going down. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I've heard a lot of people compare him to um, – um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He played at Michigan, and he's with the Hawks now. Tucker, you know who I'm talking about? Is it, uh, uh, Robinson, maybe?
3: Robinson. You're talking about – Let me looking here. Where's it,
4: John Reed when you need him? Yeah. Got an NBA question.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I admittedly don't watch a ton of NBA. I thought you did. I thought you were NBA guy, Tucker. No, <laughs> that was Marcus. Marcus,
2: Marcus right, was see. NBA guy?
4: Heck yeah. I would not have thought that by looking at him. Marcus? Yeah. He was on our show. Remember we had to tell him to shut up when he was talking about the NBA? <laughs> yeah. Don't brought it up too up. often. For a lot of things. But mainly because of all that NBA silliness. Wow. I just saw a tweet. Jonas Adu Russell is shooting forty three point four percent in the mid range this season.
2: Rick Barnes loves him some a mid range
4: game. Yeah. Well he, he won Jonas wanted to pull the trigger on a couple of those open threes, didn't he? Yeah.
2: And and he can
4: he can make it.
2: Uh, my, my theory on that is always if you got it wide open at the top of the key, go ahead. But he's shooting a lot of threes from the wing and stuff, and it felt like that was not a very high-percentage shot. Do you realize that four of the six um, – or I'm sorry, four of six top 25 teams lost to unranked teams on the road last night? Huh. Winning on the road hard in college basketball. Yeah. Number nine, Baylor lost by four to Kansas state number 11, Wisconsin lost by four to Penn state 16th ranked Utah state lost by 13 to New Mexico. Don't just roll into the pit and stroll away with the W and number 19 TCU lost by four at Cincinnati. So winning on the road, as as we found out last week is quite difficult. Not an easy thing to do, boy.
4: Arkansas got. Uh, did you watch any of that? Or maybe
2: that was one
3: heck of an ending, Bear.
4: Yeah, it was. But they were. Um, they lost to a right? No,
2: they, they beat won A&M. a Last
4: second shot. Wow, good for them. Uh, don't write that guy off. Man. No, the two times they've gone the deepest in the tournament with him were the both the years where they started either one and three or zero oh and three in the SEC play. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about a tough place to play. Down there. When, when do we head down there to
1: Vietnam? <sighs> Man,
4: I, I don't know. But
3: I believe that's we February.
4: Yeah.
2: We struggle down there, as do most people, which is, you know, the point of, like, winning on the road. Very hard. Doesn't happen very easily for anyone. I, I mean,
4: it wasn't pleasant for Florida last night, and they were, you know.
2: Yeah. And it makes you, you, you have to win. You're, you have to hold court. Home oh, yeah. serve on your home court. we got to take a quick time out, folks. Stay with us. More from Volunteer Auto Group. They're showing up now for brew. Look at all these folks coming in here, man. Callahan Drive, North Knoxville, hour number three coming up.
4: The Drive. Are you ready to make your dream home a reality?